So uh, we were driving home the other day from Tallahassee. I'm sorry, Fort Walton Beach. Mm-hmm. And we came across that accident. Right. And I'm still trying to figure out what really happened in that accident. I, I literally was online and I looked everywhere I could on the internet for this accident. And you still couldn't figure it out? You couldn't find anything? No. And for everybody out there, we're driving on Interstate 10 and about, I don't know, the... 113, I think, somewhere in that area. Right. But up 26 miles, we're headed east on I-10. And it says, we come across this sign, it says 26 miles to an accident, right lane is closed. Mm-hmm. So we get there. And there's, there's a state police on the side of the road. His lights are going. On the right. No, he, his, the state he was on the left. Remember? He was over here. The rag, There was a big... No, I think there was two stadiums. There was one on the right and one on the left. Mm-hmm. I think. The first one we came to was on the right, I thought. I'm not sure. Now, we'll, be, we'll, we'll have the video going as we're... They're, you know, they're watching this and hearing it. But anyways, there's a rotator, a big, you know... Semi truck wrecker on right. the side, and there's a couple guys, and there's a tractor trailer down in the gully, flipped over on its side. I think it was a flatbed. You know, I actually, to be honest with you, I didn't even look. To, I didn't even notice, but I think you're right. I think that was a flatbed. That, yeah, it that was, one a flat, was a flatbed. I think it was because, for the simple reason, there was a, um, a big. There was a flatbed up there that just looks like he got the load. So the, the accident must have happened that morning. It was late in the afternoon. We were coming through. But the, here's the weird part. As we're going by the scene, up on the left, maybe a couple hundred yards. Yeah, it wasn't far. There was a another stadium on the left, or a stadium on the left, and another tractor trailer on the left side of Interstate 10. On its side. On its side. Almost exactly looking like... This, the, the, the one first one. So we had two tractor trailers on their sides. On the side, like in the in the ditch part of the I-10. Not right near the, the edge of the road, but down on the tree line of where it goes into... Like there's nothing else. They, like they hit the trees with their cab. Yeah, I mean, and the weirdest thing... Without that video that we took, and I, I did start shooting video while I was driving, I'll admit it, <laughs> but without that video, I've been searching and searching and searching for details. Was anybody hurt? Was anybody killed? What happened? I mean, I've got a couple guesses on that. Yeah. I've, I've never seen an accident where you're going down the road on an interstate and there's two tractor trailers where they just went shoof, like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and they weren't super close to where like one hit the other. I mean, it was, they were pretty far apart. They weren't really extremely close. And the second one was a car carrier. I noticed that too. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, I've been hearing a lot lately about wrong way drivers. Now mm-hmm. I'm just thinking what would make two tractor trailer drivers just all of a sudden whip 
one to the right, one to the left, to where, and you've seen the skid marks on that one to the left. It was just one long skid mark. You could tell he locked them up. But what would make two truckers just go, woof, just like that, and, and just swerve? And unless maybe somebody, something's either in the middle of the road, you know, because that accident could have been in the wee hours of the night that morning. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it could have been at any time. We don't, we don't know when it happened. Or, or it could have been somebody. There was an old man, I think, in Jacksonville a week or two ago killed because he was going the wrong Oh, Orlando, I think. Orlando, there was an older, a 73-year-old man got disoriented, and he was going towards traffic and was killed. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if somebody got on the interstate. You know, how people do it is unbelievable, but... People sometimes manage to get on the wrong. I've actually had that happen to me twice. Back home where we're from, on the Frackville Mountain on, on Route 61, twice. I'll never forget this old lady coming down the southbound lane. You know where it divides going up the hill from St. Clair to Frackville? Mm -hmm. I'm going up the hill, and all of a sudden I see this lady come flying down. And I'm like, it was almost like we were on a one-lane a, a one road, you know, where you just... Yeah, yeah. And she's just going along. I'm thinking, wow, you're going to get killed. She didn't get killed. But I've actually seen it twice in my day where I could have been the victim. So I'm just wondering if that's what happened. And I'd like to ask anybody out there, if you have any information about that accident, I want to know. Right. No, I agree. I, I'm curious because my analogy was that there was a, a car threading the needle and he, made, he, he jacked the two trucks up but fled. Well, I mean, that could have been too. There's, there's, there's numerous... Reasons you got to, but and, and I was thinking that too. Was it maybe a reckless car driver, mm -hmm. you know, weaving in and out of traffic? Maybe, maybe one got around them and then brake checked and brake checked, you know, right. and and made them both have to whip their wheels. Right. I mean, honestly and truly, it's you know what I taught the kids. Remember what I taught the kids? Never swerve. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, look, you look what look what happened. I don't know if they're dead or hurt, but they definitely, you know have a lot of trouble ahead of them now, you know, even if it wasn't their fault, you know, they're probably... Hopefully they had a dash cam to show what happened, though. If it was something that was definitely not their fault, hopefully they had a dash cam to show yeah. their side of the story, especially if there's something seriously wrong, you know, compensation, if that's something... Yeah, no, I agree 100%. So, anyways. By the way, we're both sick. Yeah, that's true. We, <laughs> we actually, Ruth Ann was, we went to visit family in Fort Walton Beach, and Ruth Ann was sick the entire time in bed, and when we got back, Troy was sick. I, get, I, I shared my love. Yeah, tell us about everything. Well, Troy has this analogy that when he cooks, he messes the kitchen up so bad that I feel needed to have to clean up after him. Well, let me explain that a little better. No. No, no, I just no, 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 no. To make you feel loved. To I'm, make me feel loved. He destroys a kitchen so when you he cooks. So you feel needed. So I feel needed. So you have to clean up. So I have to clean up because, you know, it's my kitchen. Well, I felt as though because I got sick from who knows where or how I got it, I felt that I needed to share my love with Troy by getting him sick. Well, I thank you, Ruthanne. You're always the too only kind. Thing, it, is, it is getting back at me, though, because Troy's not a very good patient. I am not. Oh, my, my, my trucker light's not on. There it is. Let's, let's make it a different color today. So he's not a very good patient. He, uh, yeah. He's a big baby. 
I am a big baby when it comes to being sick. I'm not going to lie. I don't like being sick. It's disgust me. Anyways, let's move on from, and, and again, if you have any information on the accident on Interstate 10, it was on the eastbound side, right around mile marker 112, 113. And, and this was Wednesday. This was Wednesday when we came across it Wednesday afternoon. I'm guessing that, well, if they had that one flatbed already loaded with the freight that he lost, I'm guessing that probably happened either maybe even the day before or early that morning. I don't know, but you can look at the video that we'll post to see, you know, a little bit of detail on it and it might refresh your memories. I just don't know. I just want to make sure the drivers are okay. Yeah, we definitely want to know that the drivers are okay. And if you have details, we would love it, and we will go ahead and uh, update everybody on the next podcast. Moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. Moving on. How about we mention a couple sponsors? National Carriers is looking for lease drivers and fleet drivers, you know, company drivers, and, and some students. They'll take them. 888-311-7076. they got the best equipment. All nice new Kenworth T680s. Become part of their elite fleet. Hey, another another message I got from somebody using drive uh, driving-test.org. Oh, yeah? Yeah, said that they used it and they passed with flying colors. So awesome. Check out driving-test.org if you're studying for your CDL. They guarantee that you will pass it or your money back. It's forty nine ninety five, and it's well worth adding it on to your school price if you're in it's, school. It's, it's silly not to. It's like an extended warranty. And Camion... Camion's break-even calculator by LoadSmart. Right now, with uh, I seen fuel prices in California the other day, Ruthann, eight dollars a gallon. Insane. And if you are an owner-operator, a fleet owner, a small company, Camion's break-even calculator is the thing for you. It'll help you utilize and make sure everything is being used correctly, so that you're saving dollars instead of pissing it away. I'm serious. It's- Good analogy. Yeah. Ruthann, why don't we mention the last two sponsors real quick and we'll finish the podcast. DriveWise, that's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E dot com. Check them out today if you want to avoid the scales, if you want to just download the app the simple way. In five seconds, you could be bypassing the scales. DriveWise, that's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E dot com. And our last sponsor, Ruthann, is Carter Lumber. Carter Lumber has over 160 locations east of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Class A, Class B, home daily. That's exactly right. Go to carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. That's carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. Fill out the little thingy thing and start running local. The thingy thing. It's, it's just a little questionnaire, like a kind of mini app type of thing, thingy thing. So, Ruthann, a little story this week. I uh, was talking to a trucking company that hired a driver. And for the life of me, I can't figure out some, some drivers will amaze you at their antics. I mean, some, do you realize, first off, when you get a job, it's a job. It's work. Yeah, when you go to work for somebody, just because you have a class A CDL, right, does not give you the, doesn't give you the, the green card to go in and make demands and treat the company the way you want to. It's, it's, it, I'm telling you, that is realistically uh, a way to get yourself a bad reputation, actually. No, usually when you go into a company, you provide a action or service, and they pay you for that action or service. So it's like a compromise that you're getting paid for and you're working for it. 
Look, I'll admit, you know, I mean, I drove for many years. Driving a truck is, it's different than, than a normal job. It really is. And, you know, there's enough companies out there that you can call and say, hey, where do you run? What kind of equipment? You know, you can match up what you want. There's that many jobs out there. Don't know if that'll always be like that, but at this point in time, it is. You but have choices. You have choices. And Lots of choices, actually. Correct. But it still doesn't give you the right to walk into a trucking company and treat them like dirt. It, no. Just because they need you. You know, in some cases, they need you more than you need them. And in some cases, it's not the case. Mm -hmm. But so this driver, this company told me, they hire him, and he didn't have the greatest record. You going to say something? No. Okay. He didn't have the greatest record. So they give him a chance. They, they bring him into orientation. They get him through orientation. And by the way, he has a passenger with him. It's his wife. Right? Now... That's all well and good. Most companies today let you take your dog, your wife, all that other good right. stuff. Right. They even let you take your kids. You know, and I was a passenger. I was a, a wife passenger until I got my CDL. Correct. And so he brings his wife. They get on the road. They get through orientation, rather. And they're doing a lease purchase. They pick out a truck. And they get on the road. And they're lease purchasing? And they're lease purchasing. Okay. And that, that's another thing. That, that, I had a driver tell me the other day, you know, if, if I'm the guy paying for the truck, I should be able to pick where I want to go and go home as much as I want to go home. And I tried to tell him, I said, listen, dude, I, you're going to burn yourself acting like that with trucking companies because, first off, a trucking company, this guy wanted to be home every weekend, he said. You can't. I said, I said to him, I said, a trucking company isn't going to get you home every weekend on a lease purchase no. because they don't, they don't want their truck sitting eight days a month. It, it's just the bottom line. They don't, they don't want, they're the ones that paid for that truck. They're the ones that um, signed for that truck and they do not absolutely want their truck sitting, you know, two out of seven days every week. They just don't. Well, you don't want that as a driver either because the bottom line is going to be less for you then. Well, if you're, put it this way, if you're a guy that doesn't understand lease purchasing, you do want, you want to run five days and be home too. Oh, that's, that's the dream job. That's like a, every North, Northeast driver wants to just go South, you know? Yeah. And it, it is what it is, but there's very, very, very rare. And I'm not saying that there isn't a company or two out there that has a setup where you can actually make money, but most trucking companies, whether, Yes, you can run 3,000 miles in five days. Yes, you can do it all if, if you have cooperation. But no, trucking companies are not going to have their truck sitting for two. First off, you got to realize they got to route you home. Second off, then they got to get you to get leave your house. And a lot of drivers, once they get home, they want to stay home another day. They want, they want more than their two full days. They want more than their 30 hours. Yes, statistics show. And so this driver said to me, you know, he should be able to, do what he wants, you know, because he's the one paying for the truck. I said, yeah, I know, but you didn't get it on your good credit. You didn't get it with any money down. It's true. So when you, when you act like it's your truck, but the trucking company is the one that spent the money. Still in their name. And have the credit to get it, okay, and are the ones dispatching you. No, you can't just do what you want just because you're a lease purchase driver. Yes, you're going to own the truck, but no. And yes, you can do, no, it's a no-force dispatch. And yeah, no, you're not locked in. It's a, it's a, um, walk open, away. It's a walk-away lease. Did you want to say something? No, no, I was just analyzing in my head. But the bottom line is, you, even as an owner-operator, you can't just walk in and, and now a real owner-operator, a guy that owns his own truck, he has way more say than anybody because he owns the truck. Right. 
Okay, he can go if he wants to go home. It's his fuel. He yes, wants to, he exactly. Wants, but what a trucking a, a truck driver doesn't realize, if they are leasing a truck, and and the company, let's say the company's paying you eighty percent. Well, that that twenty percent, when you go home for two days every week, the trucking company ain't getting their twenty percent right now. It's sitting. And they don't want that. They're in it to make money. So anybody out there wanting to lease a truck, better think twice if you think that becoming an owner-operator will give you the ability to do what you want, run how you want, run where you want, and go home when you want. It doesn't. I can assure you that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make money, it doesn't. You want to, The purpose of being an owner-operator or a lease purchaser is to get that extra cushion, that extra pay. And if you're staying at home, you're losing that extra. There's no purpose for you to be a lease purchaser or an operator if you're going to stay at the same rate that a company driver is going to end up being at. Okay. So going back to this guy. Okay. I didn't lose it. No. (laughs) Everybody's like, okay, he went off track. Is he coming back? (laughs) He eventually does. So this guy goes into this trucking company. He, He goes to orientation. His wife is with him. He takes dispatch and he goes to his home state. And he stops. Stops. And he tells the trucking company his wife needed medicine. Okay. So he had to wait a couple days. So they postponed the load for him to get this. This, um, I guess he leaves out towards the end of the week and it's over the weekend. So he had to wait till Monday. So Monday or Tuesday come, and he finally gets this medicine, but his wife realizes that there's family in town that they haven't ever visited, they haven't seen in a long time. So he convinces her, she convinces him, oh, but honey, we haven't seen anybody in a long time, right? She convinces him to stay and visit with family the rest of the week. So, well, honestly... If it was me and you, and this was our situation, I would have hoped that you would have said, you just stay and visit your family. I've got to get and earn money to pay for that medicine that you keep getting. And, and this is a constant thing with the medicine with her. And we'll get to that in a second. So anyways, they stay all week, right? And then the guy, he's, he's, he's bobtailing around in this town with their truck. Using fuel. Using fuel. That he's not earning money to pay for. They can see him on their Qualcomm. They use Qualcomm. And he's bobtailing around all week. Like it's, you know, it's his Cadillac. You know, he's <laughs> just hanging out with his bobtail. And so here he is like, now it's a week A week later. He gets, he gets into an accident in a parking lot. Yes. Gets into this accident, right? And tears a bumper or tears something off the truck. And so now they won't let him move because he can't or he'll get, you know, DOT to be in trouble. So they have to order a part. Another half week goes by. Finally, they get this truck all taken care of. At the last minute, um, they, they get him loaded and they want to bring him back in just to talk to him. And I guess he figures they're probably going to fire me. He calls and set, makes an excuse that my wife is sick. I can't move. You're going to have to just come get the truck. I mean, honestly, now, when you look at this guy's MO, this isn't the first time. They, now, people start digging. They start seeing this same pattern with other trucking companies, and they always write down, 
um, always has to go to home state for wife's medicine. Um, always wife always going to the hospital. Wife always getting sick. What, and this is this is this guy and his wife. Yeah. Exactly. So here's here's my message to any trucker that has their wife with them. If your wife gets sick all the time, every week she's got to go to the doctor and then you got to sit in a hotel and the trucking and they keep firing you. I'm, I'm just saying, walk up to your wife real nice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't smack her. <laughs> but no, I'm very serious when I say this. Your wife doesn't need to be, be with you. If your wife is Roads is always sick on the road. She has health problems and it hinders you from running and you're and you've been fired at least four or five times, this guy, for this exact same exact same reason. But I would tell you, you do not need your wife with you. No. You absolutely there's Ruthann, when you used to go with me, I wouldn't I only stop to fuel, grab something to eat a quick shower and go to the bathroom and you were the victim of that. I didn't, we didn't stop extra just because you, you had all these little issues. No. You know, um, the bottom line is y'all, if, if you have a passenger that's needy, that's needy, that's your, your job. You have a job to do just be, again, this goes back to what we started saying. If you have, if you're of a class A CDL and you have, you have, you know, you have, you're wanted by a lot of companies it doesn't give you the license to walk in and demand everything and shit on that company just because they need you a lot. I'm telling you, you got to be careful. There could come a time, I hope not, there could come a time where 2007, 2008 is a perfect example, Ruthann. I'll never forget that two, those two years. Trucking companies didn't even have to advertise for drivers because nobody had work. Mm-hmm. And every driver that had like these bad reputations for getting fired all the time Every single one of those guys were calling up trucking companies going, um, hi, do you have work? I'll even do New York City for you. I'll even unload trucks for you. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. They were getting calls, mass calls by drivers that were begging. And if you don't think that that could come back again someday, look at the state we're in right now. Well, I mean, drivers are now needing jobs because of the situation of being off work for as long as they were and the government not giving those checks anywhere. So drivers are coming out. The problem is, is some of them aren't really the greatest of drivers and the companies can be choosy, but the workflow is needed so badly right now that they are taking some of them that they, they probably 90% wouldn't have taken. I mean, it's just the truth. So you guys all know who you are. I mean, I'm not here to pick on you, but I'm going to tell you something. The one thing about like when I had a cl- my class A, which I still have, I, I treat that thing like a degree, like a diploma. It's, you know, take care of that. And when you abandon trucks and this guy's, this guy's pretty much toast when it comes to working for any good company ever again, for at least the next three to five years, no real respectable company is going to hire this guy. Nobody's going to want him. Well, three to five years, he's not going to have much of a CDO if well, he hasn't if he, been driving. Well, if he, if he actually starts working for one, one of these little crappy companies and, and actually stays there, maybe maybe he can turn himself around. But right as of right now, there's nobody that's going to hire him. I'm really curious that the company did fire him. When fire him? What do you mean? They, he, he, so he told him to he, come pick his truck up. Yeah, he abandoned the truck. He's, oh. It's, it's, they don't have to fire him. He's already, he was afraid they were going to fire him. So he made up an excuse and um, 
jumped out of the truck. I mean, I, I, once but, again, if you... But companies don't want to... He's, he's... Yeah, you're right. It's the only job that I know of where the guy that's the employee starts to interview the employer. I'm hearing this from, like, a lot of trucking companies. They'll be like, yeah, a driver calls me up, and they start interviewing me. Uh, you know, and, and what they're not... What a lot of drivers don't realize is if autonomous trucks kick in, if the economy flops, if there's, like, a lot of variables... The guy that's an asshole, he's not going to get a job. In mm-hmm. fact, what happens is, let me tell you what happens, just so you guys all out there notice. I, I've talked to a million companies. I know a million of them. They all say the same thing. If there ever comes a time where their trucks are full and they got other drivers that want the job, the guy that's always bitching and moaning and crying, and he's, the do the runs. Get, yeah, the, he's the guy they're going to fire. The guy that always wants to be home, the guy that bitches about his truck, the guy that bitches about his dispatcher, the guy that bitches, bitches, bitches. They, they, they can't wait for the day that they can take that guy and say, hey, listen, um, we got a load coming back to the terminal. And when you get there, they're going to say, clean out your truck i got somebody to replace you because we don't we don't have to kiss your ass anymore mm-hmm. all i'm saying is you guys some of you guys the you know the real good truck drivers are not assholes you know that right yeah so i'm serious the really good ones the guys that 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 that, that are just they're they're they want to support their family they run loads you know what i mean they work hard those guys they, they never would abandon a truck mm-hmm. they would never ever um just do some of the antics that some of these guys are doing. And, and I'm telling you, these guys don't even see it coming, but it's coming. And the companies can, can even though you say, you know, drivers are probably right now thinking, oh, they just can't fire you. Actually, they, if, if you're a driver that's been complaining or they've had issues with you, they have rights because they actually have it listed in your portfolio and your your HR that, you know, you're turning down loads, you're doing this, you're doing that. So they... They actually can just fire you. It's kind of sad when you look at some of it, but if you really are doing that, they have the right. Yeah, so clean your act up. That's all. That's really all I'm saying. You know, take this story as an example. And if you know, well, you know, I do bitch a lot. I'm, I'm, um, you know, I, I demand, you know who you are. Yeah, if, you know if you're a problem person. Right. If you're if you're over demanding, be careful because right now, uh, we're, I'm about to talk to you about another story that's. Change, turning around here, so arrogant people know they're arrogant. Yeah, I mean that was pretty. That was pretty nasty to take someone's truck and just abandon it. But it's like and damage it at the same time. I'm like, <laughs> it's like the fifth time though he's done this in like the last three years. And like you said, everybody's so desperate for a driver that. They're all like, well, okay, well, he's got a Class A. Let's bring him in. Knowing, well, this guy's already abandoned four trucks. You know, we're about to go pick up another one probably, and they're, this company is now having to pick one up. Anyways, let's move on. Um, y'all be careful who you have as a passenger. And seriously, treat this industry with respect. I mean that sincerely. We Just because we have a Class A doesn't give us the right to be a jackass. I mean that sincerely. Truckers, most truckers could have a great reputation. Um, and then there's the ones that are going to mess us up. So so stay on the good side. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So check this Check this out. Used truck auction prices plunge as freight market cools. And remember I was telling you last year, they were charging, three, three, people were paying like $30,000, $50,000 more for a rig mm-hmm. than they should have. And I kept saying, you know what's going to happen? I guarantee you when the market cools, they're going to go, wow, now we got new trucks coming in. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and the 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 fuel prices go up, 
and the freight rates are gone down, and now we can't even afford these overpriced trucks that are used, and they're probably breaking down, and they're yeah. getting a lot of repos now, a lot of bouncing. We're going to read that right now. Okay. All right, let me listen to this, this story. So the, here's what the story says. I got this out of um, Freight Waves. Check Freight Waves out. They're great. They're actually a good uh, publication. Um, it says, auction prices of used trucks are falling almost as quickly as they rose over the last year. Uh, that is leaving owner-operators stuck with overpriced equipment they thought they could pay for in the hot spot freight market that is cooling off. It says the market is primarily absorbing trucks from fleets no longer retaining all their older iron as new trucks trickle in and, to an extent, from owner-operators leaving the industry or going to work for a fleet, says Chris Viser, senior analysis um, and commercial vehicle product manager for JD Power Valuation Services. In, in its latest guidelines report, Power said auction prices in May for model year 2020 used trucks fell 11% from April prices for model year 2019 fell 15.9% over a month and 2018 models dropped 9.9%. In May, three to five year old trucks averaged 12% less money than April, but 57.5% more money than May 21. Pfizer said, year over year, late model trucks sold in the first five months of 2022 averaged 82.6% more money than the same period in 2021. When spot rates, when the spot rates were paying over four bucks a mile and more, no price was too high for a fleet to add capacity. The idea was to take advantage of the high rates and not worry about the equipment price premium. Now owner-operators who overpaid for equipment stand to get burned. Trucking economy data shows rising terminations of owner-operator authorities and a steady notable decline in spot rates from February through May, Visor said. Taken alone, those two items could suggest the new owner-operators who entered into the industry in 2020 and 21 are now leaving the industry. Now check that, just check that out for a second. I was talking to a, a trucking company the other day and he said the exact same thing. He said, you know what we had? Because a lot of people seen the money you can make in trucking two years ago. And it was unbelievable. The COVID, nobody was hauling freight. All the truck drivers that stayed home made, it was so easy for shippers to go, well, we, we got to get this stuff moved. We'll pay like these insane rates. Mm-hmm. You're paying four and five and six bucks a mile, right? And this is what uh, Mike was telling me, this guy I know in Chicago, he owns a trucking company. And he said, we had a lot of people come into the industry that just seen the money. They weren't really truckers. They weren't in it for the money. They were just, or they weren't in it for the, the career. They were in it for the money only. And so they were like the, like the, the article says they were paying, you know, uh, for a 2017 truck, they were paying $100,000 for it. I know a guy that took a 2018 Peterbilt 579 with like um, four, 400 and some thousand miles on it, and it, and it did $102,000, you know, at the auction block when it should have did about seventy five. So this is what's happening. These guys that got into the, into the industry just for the money are now bailing out. 
and turning in their authority and going either to work as a fleet driver or just going and doing something else totally. Mm-hmm. That's that's bad. Bad. My ear just popped. <laughs> that's really bad for um, the people that are stuck now with those tractors because not only is there a high note on it, there is um, a lot of extra miles now on it too. So the truck's not worth at all what it's what it's you know it's too upside down. So for someone to go and get that, they're not going to be in a better shape because they've got a truck now that's been ran hard and they don't have, you know what I mean? Because I'm fumbling now. No, that's all right. No, but seriously, it's, it's the truth, though. You know, and, and, and look, you can't blame people. They've seen, they seen a lot of money to be made. It was, like the, it was like the gold rush. Right. In fact, you remember a few years ago when the, the oil field industry had a lot of promises yeah. for drivers, and they were going out to Texas and North Dakota, and they were working for these oil companies, and they were making, you know, three yeah. times, four yeah. times as much money as they could anywhere else in the oil industry, and then all of a sudden it folded up, and they were right. gone. Well, now, now the spot market has folded up. I think the average rate, I checked the other day, it was down to like 230, 230-something a mile, and right now, you can't really operate your truck for under two bucks a mile. It's the truth. It's hard to operate your your truck and trailer right now for under $2 a mile with fuel prices going through the roof and rates going down. And so that's it's it's like the perfect storm that just happened to these guys and they were just investing, 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 and and driving the price of 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 used some junk equipment too. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the equipment was just outright. I can't, remember I said to you, I said, look, what's going to happen is these banks are going to see a billion repos, and I guarantee you, it's already happening. Well, what will happen is those those trucks then, just so the bank gets some of their money back, they'll put them up on the block again, and the companies can get them at a, a more decent rate, just so that they clear it out. Just like when the when the Home, home market, when it did it that way, all those houses that were being um, flipped out, you know, like um, repoed that way, um, they were the banks just so that the bank can get anything out of it, they were going up on, on a sale for like really cheap. And that's when the good investors were able to start getting them. The same thing will happen for some of these other trucks. Hopefully, They'll get an opportunity, some of the companies that really could use the trucks. The only problem is, is because they're older and there's, they're not going to want them because the new trucks are now coming out. Okay, so the advice that I would have to anybody, if you have your own truck and if you have the ability to move your truck, find a company that has their own freight. They're already locked in contracts. Yeah. And you can make good money still, as long as they're paying percent. Find a comp- find a trucking company that has rates already negotiated. They're signed up for the next couple of years, and you're not going to be volatile. You know what I mean? It's not going to be fluctuating to where, oh, my gosh, it's going crazy. And make sure you find a company that gives you a fuel surcharge, that one that actually pays you a separate check for your fuel surcharge. Right now, I think the average fuel surcharge is... 75 to 80 cents a mile. That means if you run 3,000 miles, you're getting back. You should get back in a separate check about 21 to 24, I'm sorry, about 22 to $2,400 separately as your surcharge check, meaning your fuel should almost cost you nothing if you're with the right company. Question. Mm-hmm. You said get a company that pays percentage. Yes, always. Not miles? No, not miles. Not unless it's a high mileage rate. There's, there's trucking companies out there that want to pay a dollar something a mile. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, 
it's it's almost impossible to make money you know it really is but that's up to them you know just do the math it just does it doesn't come out are you right. talking about with lease purchases or a company lease purchase okay yeah. see that's why i was one i, I just kind of like okay. someone that's out there might have had the same question i did all right so there's gonna be one one at least <laughs> that had that question yeah okay well you answered it for them i did i so, helped you so real quick one quick story i want to read We're moving on moving on this 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 little article says trucker sentenced to 18 months for leaving pedestrian for dead and, and I'll, I'll just I'll give you the gist. It says, a truck driver has been sentenced to 18 months in prison after leaving the scene of a crash uh, that left a pedestrian seriously injured. The incident happened in July of 2020, um, but the hearing happened uh, June 13th of this year. According to Green Bay, the Green Bay's Gazette, the crash occurred at the intersection of State 22, Chestnut Street, and Columbia Street, next to Memorial Field in Oconta, Wisconsin. The pedestrian, Timothy Lewis, suffered multiple fractures, a traumatic brain injury, a broken rib, clavicle, and pelvis. Truck driver Kevin Runke then fled the scene but was found run off the road in a ditch about five miles away. And then they alleviate to he might have been or driving over on his hours, he was tired, whatever. Now it doesn't say here if he if the guy was in a car. It just it just says he was a pedestrian. So did he hit a pedestrian? And I guess according to witnesses or whatever, he hit hit this guy. I don't know if he was in a car or hit him, and then left the scene. So apparently he must have stopped and then took off. Okay. Anyways. Five miles down the road, he goes into a ditch. <laughs> Weird it was, is that? It sounds like he. You, you, it sounded like you said he drove. He like was tri- driven off the road, or yeah. Well, it says it's. It says um, so. Someone didn't force him off the road. He just no. It says Runky fled the scene, but was found run off the road in a ditch okay. about five miles away. A short time later, he was found unconscious in the cab of his truck. When he regained consciousness, he lied to officers about being over the number of hours that he's allowed to drive. So, now, maybe the guy was tired, maybe he wasn't. You know, but bottom line is, as truck drivers, you never leave the scene of an accident, ever. No, That's almost like, that's almost like having, that's one of those marks on your record that goes on your DAC or MVR, your 10th Street, whatever. When it goes on there, just about, even a bad trucking company won't hire you at that point. Because they're thinking, well, what is this, how does this guy think when he's driving? He actually hit somebody and then left the scene of an accident. So that guy's probably pretty much the, anyways, he's going to prison for 18 months. But when he gets out, I don't, I don't see anybody hiring him. Um, that, that pedestrian that got hit, those Mm -hmm. are some serious injuries. I mean, he got hit by a tractor trailer, but brain trauma, the clavicle, the pelvis, all those are serious, serious injuries. So the guys, there's some major lawsuit that's going to happen there. Absolutely. So anyways, that's the podcast for the week. Like you told everybody in the beginning, we really aren't feeling all that well. We got up and we, I did. (laughs) I wanted to get the podcast in for the week. I mean, we, we sound really bad. I wonder, do we, do I sound bad? Can you hear it in my voice? I could still hear it. Yeah. Both of us, I could still hear it. The hollowness, the, the hollowness. The funny thing is, is I don't know about anybody like you, but like my throat, I want to cough. So I'm trying not to cough. And then I have to yawn because I can't breathe right through my nose. So I'm trying to yawn too. So I look really funky. Okay. <laughs> so do you have the word of the day for us? I do. Let's hear it. All right. Let me get my computer back on. For whatever reason, it I didn't 
pay attention to it. I was... Into the mic. I was so... Listening to your stories, I totally forgot to, mm. like, mess with my computer. Lunate. Lunate? Lunate. Lunate. L- L-O-O-N? L-U-N, like lunar. Eight. L-U-N-A-T-E. Lunate. Does it have anything to do with lunar, like the moon? Well, it means crescent-shaped. Like okay. croissant. Crescent-shaped. Crescent-shaped. So, the... Example that they give, the child drew the moon as yellow and lunate. So yellow and crescent-shaped. Like the glowing moon. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, Word Genius. All right. Yes, Word Genius. And I think we are out of here for the night. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.